as you find your seats, I just want to stay right in that place of worship. I sat there as Pastor Ben closed in the prayer. And I, I, I just believe that somebody out there is listening to this song. And in your heart, you're, you're thinking, man, I really do. I really, really do want you. Like, I want that to be all that I want. But I just have so much. Is that enough? Can I say this? A desire for God is always, it's always enough. A desire for God is number one. Everything else will follow. The word says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. What does that mean? Well, number one, we have to desire him. We have to truly want him. Not, not what he has to offer, right? Not just what he has to offer, but really want him to desire to be in his presence. Why? Why do we want to be in his presence? Because in his presence is where peace is. In his presence is where healing is. Do you see that? If you, desire to, if you desire to be in his presence, if you desire him, that's where all that you want comes into play. So that's where we have to, we have to first desire him. So if there was anybody in this place and you're singing that song, because I was sitting there and I'm like, can you give me, give me those words to that song, to the, uh, all, all I want? That, that verse or chorus or whatever it is. Can you do that for me without the, I know you, is it? Because all, all I want is all you are. Will you meet me here? I remember in a place in my life where I was singing a song similar to that, and, and I thought to myself, God, I really do want this. I really do want you. I really do, but I just, I don't know how to do it. I don't, like, how do I do it right? I really do. I want to be better. I, I want to do the right thing. That's and I don't know, I just feel like I'm speaking to the young people today, right now, in this moment. I remember thinking to myself, man, I know, I know what you desire for me, right? A lot of times it's, it's we get caught up in what, desi what God desires of us, Right? Even as adults, can I just say, even as adults, we're all wrapped up in what God desires 
of us. That's important, but the truth is, is we, we can't even meet that. We cannot meet that without him. But let's talk about what he desires for us. We have nothing to do with that. That's all him. One is what we can do. The other is what he will do for us in spite of what we can do. So anybody that will hear this, but definitely you young people, run after him, chase him down, wrestle with him. What does that mean? What does that look like? When you don't understand, struggle with that. Press in to him. Ask him the hard questions. Yell at him. Get angry with him. He can handle that. As long as you're going after him. Because as soon as you stop struggling, as soon as you give up, Where are you at then? So if you've heard me say before, which I know I have, don't stop struggling. That sounds horrible, right? Who wants to be struggling? But if you're struggling, if you're fighting, that means, that means you're still there. You're still kicking, right? You're still pressing in. And what you're, what you're fighting for, it will be yours. Especially, especially, hear this. If, that, if, it's, if that's what he has for you, right? Let's pray. Lord God, I come into you right now, Father, and I thank you and I praise you for the worship that you are allowing us to have in your presence. I thank you, Father, that you are showing up and you are ministering to the hearts and the minds of your people. That you are drawing them in. You are drawing them into a deeper place and relationship with you. God, I believe with all of my heart that we are moving from a shallow relationship, from a shallow place in you to a deeper place in you. God, I believe that our trust is growing. Our faith is growing. Father, meet us. Right in the middle, meet us. Help us to keep our eyes on you so that we don't sink, so that we don't get distracted. Help us to keep our eyes on you in the name of Jesus. Father, use me today. I pray that Dwayne would decrease, Father, that your spirit might increase in me, that you would use me.
as a tool to build, to rebuild, and to repair your people. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. Last week, I came out of Ephesians and we walked, we walked through Ephesians chapter 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6. And about three weeks prior to that, I was in the same place. Three weeks ago, the scripture that I read to you just now in worship is the scripture that I read and I preached out of, which took me to where I was last week. The question I asked three weeks ago as I read this scripture, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. I asked you if you really believed that that was real. There are some faces in here I, I don't remember seeing that day, and I apologize if you were here, but I just, I want to I speak to you for a second. Do you believe or not that there is a spiritual realm and there are things going on therein that we do not see. Okay. If you believe that and you hear what the scripture says right here, then you also must believe that you cannot physically affect that spiritual realm. And if that's true, then you need to, in, in order to affect that spiritual realm, you need to do things accordingly. Well, what is that, Pastor Dwayne? Well, this says, this says to put on the whole armor of God. So let's look at that. Because... Again, as I've walked through this, I feel God, he took me, he took me back to my teenage years when I was so, I was so in love with him and I desired him so much, but I was so horribly confused. I struggled so badly with how to be right, how to do right. I don't know about any of you young people, but my memory just suffered more than it probably should have at my age when I was, you know, a teenager. And I found myself at times 
literally in tears on my floor crying out to God, why won't you fix this? Here I am again, grounded, and I can't go outside because I forgot to do my homework, because I forgot my book bag at school. And I mean, I, I literally, I went to God because I'm like, my mom can't help me. You know what I'm saying? Like, my teachers, they can't help me. And this is obvious because I had an agenda. Young people, you know what the agenda is, right? The little book. I had that book. I wrote, no, I, I wrote in it. It was neat. It was neat pictures, probably too many pictures. Because I got distracted in the middle of class. But the point is, is that I, I did what I was supposed to do. Set my book bag at the door. Pack neatly. Extra pencils, all that stuff. Like everything was, you know, you can ask my mom. I was not the most organized kid. Like you would walk in my room and it could be a complete disaster. But there were certain things in my life that I kept very neat and tidy. And I could not figure out why I just couldn't get some things together. And I cried out to God about this. Today, can I tell you, today I believe wholeheartedly that there was a spiritual battle going on in my life. Why? I'm going to be honest. I don't really know. I don't have a specific answer for you, but what I do have for you is this. What better way to deter me from what God has called me to do? Come, come on. I mean, you want to talk about, uh, what, there's, there's the book, there's a book, uh, something of war, the art of war, I think it is. Man, come on, listen, the enemy is no joke. He's not going to come, he's not going to come at you like this. Oh, no, 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 no. If you're watching on Facebook, you can't see me, but I came out and I'm sitting behind Pastor John because I'm going to be the enemy in this moment. And Pastor John is trying to listen to the message. And no, I'm not going to come in front of him. I'm just going to ever so lightly stroke the back of his hair. Why? That's weird. Anybody else here going to be able to focus if I'm lightly stroking the back of your hair? But tell me this. Are you going to jump out and complain about it either? No, you won't. You know why you won't? Because it's just, it's strange. It's not really explainable. It's not explainable for a young person to not be able to remember. And if you address it, then other fears might come up. Is anybody hearing me? I feel like I'm talking to somebody. Somebody's hearing me. Somebody's hearing me right now. And so what happens is, is you just kind of go along and, and soon, very, very soon, you begin to ask the question, what's wrong with me? 
then you begin to make the statement that something is wrong with me. God is speaking to somebody right now. God is speaking to somebody right now. Right there in that moment when you begin to confess the very lie. Based off, come on, based off of a slight distraction. A seemingly unimportant thing has now turned into a statement of who you are. That infuriates me. That infuriates me. Because here's the thing. If I would have listened, if I would have took hold of what the enemy was trying to convince me. He didn't even tell me that. Do you understand? He didn't say, your memory's gone. He never said that. Just in a subtle way, in a subtle way, he just helped me. He just helped me right along to the place that he knew would take me out of the game. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. How many times have I been in conversation with my wife and I say, I'm talking to the adults now, right? I say something to her and she heard something completely different. That makes no sense. Completely different. And I'm confounded. I'm confused. And I'm struck at what just happened. And there's my wife, broken. And I'm wondering, how did you get there? Because we wrestle not against flesh and blood. What is the goal? What is the goal in, in an insignificant conversation about, I don't know, my shirt laying on my side of the bed. And this is not real. I just, I was trying to think of something and I couldn't. So my shirt laying on my side of the bed, which is not in her way at all. And she asked me, honey, why didn't you pick up your shirt? And I say to her, why does it matter? <laughs> Genuinely, not sarcastically or anything like that. Why does it matter? And she goes, you have no respect for me. You have no respect for me at all. And then one day she comes to me and says, I think I'm leaving. What? Where did this come from? It came from the shirt laying on the bed. 
and the enemy ever so softly pushing us right to where he wants us to go. But watch this. We think it was about us when really it was about the five children that we had who once it's broken, now he's got an advantage on them. Why? Why? Because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the spiritual principalities. I need for you to believe and understand and know that this is real. And how do we battle it? Scripture says, verse 14 of Ephesians chapter 6. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes put on the peace that comes from the, God, from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pause. Back to the young man. 16, 17 years old, struggling, frustrated, going to the one spiritual juggernaut he knows, his mom. And I say, Mom, I'm trying. I really am, but I just don't know what to do. My mom gives me this scripture, and she says, Dwayne, you need to pray this over yourself every morning. You need to put on the armor of God. And here I am, 16, 17 years old, and I'm really now becoming frustrated with my mom because I'm like, this is stupid. I can't put this on, and this does not help me. I need some very simple and practical things and this is not it. I believe God is real. I understand that I can pray to him. But what I need is a physical, tangible correction. <laughs> but is it though? Is it? Is my mental capacity even physical? What? Me remembering something. Is it physical? No. Yes, I know it's our brain, and yes, I get that. But the fact of the matter is, is that there's very little we can do about that. We can eat some certain vegetables, take some vitamins, so on and so forth. But that is something that not even doctors really have grasped. 
And what I want to say is, and I'm not standing behind the podium, I, I know, I'll come down off the thing. That's a realm that we have no clue about. And to me, I feel like those, those places, that's all, that's all spiritual situations. It's, it's beyond us. I believe that it's, it's a part of the unseen. Why do I believe that? Well, I don't know. Because the Bible says that there are, are these, these places, principalities. They're unseen. They're unaffected by the physical world. So how is it that me putting on the armor of God is going to help me? It's not physical. I don't even see how it's like spiritual. A belt of truth? What? A shield of faith? Frustration. I'm sharing with you the frustration of a teenage young man. I am an adult today. And it was only four week, five weeks ago. It was only five weeks ago that I got a revelation of what this was telling me. I'm not going I'm not going to talk about the armor but let's not lose it, okay? Let's understand what armor is. Armor is there to protect you. Am I right? You put on armor when you're going into battle, am I right? You put on armor if you're guarding something. Right? If you're protect if you're protecting something, you put on armor. Let me make it plain. If you're going into battle, you're going to fight for something. If you're just trying to protect yourself, you're protecting yourself. But maybe, just maybe, you're on guard to protect somebody else. Parents, pastors, leaders. Maybe you've been put in place to protect someone other than yourself. So maybe the armor that you need to put on is not just for you. But I'm not going to talk to you about armor. I want to talk to you about something else. I want to talk to you about the names that they've tagged to these, this, this proverbial armor. Truth. Integrity. Preparation. Hmm. Preparation for what? Preparation to face the enemy with the firm-footed stability, the promptness, and the readiness produced by the good news. Preparation. Faith. Salvation. And God's word. That's all of those words minus their physical Look, right? Remember the shield of faith? Let's just get rid of the shield and let's just talk about faith. Let's talk about truth. So 
Let's take all of this back and let's go forward. I'm not saying that my mom did anything wrong. I'm really not saying that. I think she had an understanding and not really, not really knowing that I did not have an understanding. She told me what I should do. But me having no understanding, it did not help me. So today, that's what I want to do for you. I want to share understanding. Stand your ground, putting on truth. Ah, this is where it gets good. Stand your ground, putting on truth. What is truth? Last week, I went through Ephesians 1 through 5. Truth is this. Chapter 1. God, the father of Jesus Christ, the creator of the heavens and earth long ago, loved us before we existed. It's coming together now. I see the young men in the front row shaking their head because they get what the belt of truth does. They understand how truth protects them. You don't listen to a lie when you know the truth. Long ago, before, before any of us were here, he loved us. He set us free, provided all we needed. Now I'm looking at the adults. Truth, truth is a bad boy, ain't it? I understand now why my mom told me to put on truth every morning. I understand why my mom was trying to tell me to put on truth before I left the house. Because when I put on truth, when I, when I apply truth to my life, then a lie does not matter. I know the difference between a truth and a lie if I apply truth to my life before I leave the house. Truth says I am important. So when somebody looks at me as though I'm not, that doesn't matter because I know that's not truth. Truth says I am the head and I am not the tail. So when somebody makes me to feel or when I make me to feel like I'm not the head and I am the tail, I know that that's a lie. Truth. When I hear the things in this world that I question, I mean, we already started there because we already question it. Well, what does truth say? Because when I hear those things and I know truth, then I know for a fact that that is a lie. I'm just at the belt. For the shoes, right? Peace. Put on peace. Hmm. Peace. 
had a conversation this morning about peace. What does that get you? When you put on peace before you, when you apply, when you allow peace to cover you, what does it say? It, it, peace was the shoes. Somebody told me the shoes is one of the most important things that you can wear. Hmm, that really speaks to something. If you don't know, I'm not a medical physician, but I know we have one in the house. Correct me if I'm wrong. But if your feet are out of whack, then your legs can be out of whack. Your back can be out of whack. Your neck can be out of whack. And hey, by the end of it, you're just... So if you're not wearing the right thing to protect, watch this, to protect from here up, and what is, come on, wait, isn't it funny how peace, pe I just said it and I didn't even mean to, peace will keep us in line. Peace will give us stability. Oh, yeah. Preparation. Preparation to face the enemy with the firm-footed stability, the promptness, and the readiness produced by the good news. The next one, before I get to the next one, your peace comes from the good news. Good news. Jesus has got it. But that's also truth. Truth brings peace. So if we prepare, how do you prepare? The good news. What's the good news again? the word of God. Now you're jumping ahead of my message because the word is later. That's the sword. <laughs> Y'all better jump on board this one. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Listen. Peace comes from now you tell me this. You tell me this. You tell me this. Now I know we don't walk around with swords. But I'm just wondering that if you felt uh, like somebody was going to come after you or attack you and you had a sword, would you feel at, at, a little bit more at peace with that? In <laughs> Listen, I'm just, I'm just sharing what the word says. So the next one is faith. Faith in the in the Bible in the Bible up there it says uh, faith is going to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Last week we had a little promo, right? It would have been considered commercial and TV, where my mom stood up, right, the very woman I've been talking about, and she said, "Listen, I want you to see this." She said, I want you to see an, an army who has their shields up. 
held up. And as, as the, the fiery darts of the enemy comes in to destroy us, our shields protect us. But I'm not, I'm, I'm not talking about all of that, right? I'm just talking about faith. What happens when you leave the house with faith? When the, when the agnostic or, or the, the atheist or whoever comes a knocking and they're like, phew, 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 phew. We know we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, right? I mean, we, we established that. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. So guess what? There's no reason for you to be mean, inconsiderate. There's no reason. All you need to do is... Hey, do you know Jesus? It's okay. You want to have coffee? I know. I'll look ridiculous. I don't care because I need to make a point. I need you to see something. Faith is our protectant. It's a part of what we can leave the house with. Along with our what? Truth. My wife, she just keeps going through it over there. I just love her. Okay, so we're going to keep it going because I got to wrap up. I just like to hang out here for a second, you know? And then it says this. What's next? Self. <laughs> Salvation. And what is, what is salvation protecting? You got peace bringing stability. You've got salvation covering the most important, the most important part for us to even continue. Salvation. Huh? Pastor Dwayne, I don't get it. Salvation. Oh, wait. Hold on. Let me go back. He set us free. He saved us. Whatever is going up here, whatever's going on up here, it's, it's already done. You don't have to struggle with fear. You don't, you, don't, you, don't have to give, you don't have to give fear any time. Why? Because you've been saved. What does, what does salvation even mean? That means that we, we are now in relationship. We are able to be in relationship. We are now 
We, we have a, I don't even, I don't even like, I'm not going to say that because I hate that. I mean, it, I get it, right? The, you know, you have a, I have a ticket. I have a ticket in heaven. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Because that's where we come from. So what salvation, what salvation does is it saves us from the lies. That's really what it is. That's what it comes down to. We are saved from the lies. But first we have to apply the truth. We were lost, chapter 2, we were lost and God saved us through his son. Outsiders brought inside. A fresh start with an equal place in him. That's salvation. A fresh start with an equal place in him. Last but not least, the word of God. The sword that the spirit yields. That's what it says. Wields. The sword that the spirit wields. We're not even the one carrying the sword. Well, I mean, a minute ago I told you, I said, if you're walking down the street, you got a sword and you got it, you're going to feel more peace. Can I tell you for real, in the back of my mind, seriously, in that moment I thought to myself, I don't know if you want to say that because I don't know how to use a sword. You know what I'm saying? You, you just, see, John said, that's exactly what I was thinking. Come on, bro. Come on. See, now, just pause real quick. Now, when, when I tell y'all, when I tell y'all somebody's thinking something, if I would have said that a minute ago, y'all would have been like, he don't know what people are thinking. I don't know, but the spirit of God does. Let's go. And if you listen, he'll tell you. So check it out. The word of God that the spirit wills. Who lives in us if you accept Jesus Christ in your life? So let's bring this all back full circle and I'm going to close right here like this. If you will wake up every morning, I'm going to tell you like my mom did. Before you leave the house and you pray over yourself, Lord God, help me to remember your truth. God, help me to walk in integrity. Help help me to prepare. Help me to prepare to face the enemy with the firm-footed stability, the promptness and the readiness produced by the good news. Help me not to be shaken in my faith. Help my faith to be strong. God, remind me of the salvation that your son, Jesus Christ, brought to me. And then pick up your cell phone, your Bible, your laptop, and say, God, if I don't remember anything else, help me to remember to read my word at every turn that I'm going to need it. That 16, 17-year-old boy named Wayne Grant made a decision that if I couldn't get anything else right, What I could get right was running after Jesus. 
So when I felt like God told me to take my Bible, forego lunch, sit on the back steps, and read, that's what I did. I was far from perfect. I had issues, struggles. I tripped, I failed, I messed up. I dove headfirst into situations that I shouldn't have been in. But the one thing I never stopped doing was getting in my word. And because of that, hear me. I never stopped praying. And because of that, because of the word of God, because of the sword that the spirit yields. When I said, Jesus, come into my life, it's crazy. It's weird. I'm confused. I can't get it right. And I've been told that you're what makes the difference. And that's what I desire. I desire something different. God, I'm coming as I am. I'm coming as I want to be. And I'm asking you to help. And right there, God came. He came to be with me. To live in me. And from that day forward, there was a sword that was being yielded on my behalf. As long as I kept putting it in me. As long as I kept reading it. And that sword, that, that very word, equipped me. It, it equipped me with peace. It equipped me with truth. It equipped me with salvation. I never could make it a habit to do what my mom told me to do. But I prayed and I read my word. I prayed and I read my word and with expectation, my life, it, it was different. It was not what it probably should have been. There was a lot of things that changed I, I thought at one time I would be an artist because that's what my dad did. And I wanted to be that portion of my dad. I, I strived after it. I practiced. But then slowly but surely, because I kept pouring in the word of God, my heavenly father changed that. I went from 
doing what I thought I should do to be like my dad to what I thought would be cool and what I loved, which was music. I love music. I asked myself a thousand times, why am I not doing what Dustin's doing? I used to ask myself that a thousand times. I should be playing. I should be singing. I even had the opportunity to do it. But God was like, that's not what I have for you. How did I know that? I knew that because I stayed in his word. Truth. I survived. And I know this is going to sound crazy, but some of you are going to understand. I survived my life. I survived my life. Not only did I survive, but I strived because of Jesus. Even not really completely understanding that I wrestled not against flesh and blood. I'm telling you, you've got the heads up now. Young people, you now have a heads up. You now know every day as you exit your house, before you exit your house, when you open those eyeballs of yours, you know that you wrestle not against the flesh and blood people in your life. You wrestle not against the physical things going on in your life. So you need to prepare yourself with truth, with the word of God, so that you can have peace, so that you can be protected by your faith. Back in the army days, I seen a movie and a guy, you know, they're like in the trenches, like, do, 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 do. you know, and the guy's like, this stupid heaven won't stay on. Do, 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 do. And he takes it off and flings it to the side. And the general comes over. He's like, boy, are you crazy? That thing is the only thing that's going to save your life. Man, that hit me. That hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, oh, my gosh. You could be down in that ditch. Listen to me. You may feel protected in the place that you're in, right? You may feel protected in the place that you're in. But the truth is, is that if you ain't got salvation, General said, that bullet will come right across the ridge of that, that ditch that you're in and catch the top of your head and take it clear off. I think that was Forrest Gump. <laughs> Sorry. But when you got that salvation, that helmet, you might get a little rattled, but you ain't going to die. You might catch a concussion, but that'll heal. Let's pray. If your life, if you know your life is crazy, upside down, and you have not asked God to come into your life to help you with that. If you have, then you could disregard what I'm about to say. If you have never asked God to come in your life and help you, 
Maybe you don't even, ah, I'm not buying that. Nope. We know when we need help. We know when we need help. You know you need help. You know you don't like it. You know you don't like the way it is. You don't like the way it's going. You don't like things that are happening in your life, and you have no control, clue, or, or even you don't even know where to start to make it different. You're doing everything under the sun to, to put a Band-Aid on, to tape it, to make it feel better, but the truth is, is you know you need help. That help is Christ Jesus. If you've never asked him to come into your life and to help you, not just to help you, but not just to help you with this situation, but to, to help you live this life in a way that is going to make all of the darkness and ugliness different. You want peace that you hear me talking about. You want to know the truth that you hear me talking about. If that's you, I want you to be bold. Can you be bold right now? Can you, can you just, just look up at me? Look up at me and give a little wave of your hand. All right. Because here's the deal. We're going to pray and we are going to have a great expectation that as you continue from this day forward, it's going to be one change after the another, one revelation after another, one transformation after another. Not just in your life, but even in the lives of the people around you because of your faith step right here, because you are now picking up, listen to me, you are now picking up the shield of faith. Now you have something that will now forever block the enemy the, the, the darts that the enemy sends at you. Darts, like what kind of darts? The lies. Let's pray. And do me a favor. I don't want you to repeat after me. I'm going to pray for you. And I'm asking you, please, right here, right now, ask God, talk to him. You can make it sound similar to what I'm going to say, but please make this prayer your own. Lord God, every day we wake up. God, I understand that the only reason that is, is because you love me and you have grace. Some of these people may have just heard that, but today they understand and they will realize that it is because of you that they wake up. It is because of you that they have air in their body. God, thank you. God, your Bible says we have preached and other preachers have preached that your son was born. We celebrate Christmas in a church wrapped around this concept, this, this idea but the truth is, it's a fact. It is a truth that your son was born via, via conception through your Holy Spirit. A child was born from a woman who was never touched by a man. God, we believe this. This is truth. God, right now, 
because of that, your son lived a life pure and holy, a life that I could, we could never live in the midst of the crappy world we live in. He lived it perfectly and then gave himself a pure and beautiful sacrifice so that we could have salvation. God, we believe that. We believe that that sacrifice is what gives us the opportunity to live for you, to live with you, to have communication, relationship with you. So with that belief, with that statement of faith, because we've not seen any of it. We've not seen any of it. So that is a statement of faith. We pick up our faith right here and we say, we believe. God, we turn away and we want, we want no more of the way life has been. Help us. Help us to live differently. Help us to think differently. Help us to act differently. But help us most of all to know that all of those changes, all of the transformation, all of the good that you have for us will come when we begin to seek you daily. God, help us through your Holy Spirit as we make this confession. Help us through your Holy Spirit who now is living in us. Help us to run after you. Remind us of this day, of the, the prayer we made, of the statement we made, of the faith that we are now upholding in our life. Protect us. Keep us from the things that we cannot see. Keep us, relieve us, free us from the chains the, the, the enemy has placed on us. Free us of any spirit that has latched onto us in the name of Jesus. I rebuke it right now. I rebuke depression. I rebuke right now in the name of Jesus, anxiety. I rebuke fear right now in the name of Jesus. I rebuke the spirit of lying. I rebuke the spirit of deception in the name of Jesus. Mm. I rebuke homosexuality right now in the name of Jesus. Right now in the name of Jesus. I rebuke lust right now in the name of Jesus. right now in the name of Jesus. God, I do this not in my power. I do this in the authority of your word. I do this because your word says, fear not. 
I do this because your word says, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. In the name of Jesus, right here, right now, enemy, your lies stop. Right here, right now, your power ends. Your hold is broken. In the name of Jesus, love will have its perfect work transforming lives. Grace will be understood right now in the name of Jesus. Grace will be understood right now in the name of Jesus. I know the pulpit, I know the, I know the altar isn't full, but I'm telling you right now, there is prayer and there is, there is war being had right now. If you are, a, if, if you believe with me, like you said you believe with me, I want you to pray with me. Right now, I'm asking everybody in this room to pick up your shield. I'm asking you to grab a hold of your faith. What does your faith say? Your faith says everything that I just said, everything that I just prayed for the person who needs Jesus in this place. Pick up your faith. If you know portions of the word right now, I'm asking you to pray those portions of the word. God, your word says where two or three are gathered together, there you would be in the midst. God, your word says that all we have to do is ask and we shall receive. As long as it is within your, as long as it's within your will and it would be done. God, your word says that your love, your salvation and the death of your son is for all people. For the purpose of turning their hearts to Christ. Truth in the name of Jesus. I speak over each and every life. I pray that every person in this room would know the truth. That they would apply the truth. Every bit of it. The parts that make them feel bad. The parts that hurt a little bit that they would grab a hold of them. In the name of Jesus. Keep your eyes closed. Listen to me. The Father is saying right here, right now, you have nothing to fear. You have nothing to fear. You were fearfully and wonderfully made. He created you and before, before you were physically here in this place, he had a plan for you. And no matter what it looks like right now, 
His plan will unfold for you if you will seek him, if you will run after him. The Bible says that he has nothing but good for you. The Bible says that he has nothing but good for you. So any bad thing in your life did not, does not come from him. So if you're picturing that, that thing, if you're questioning, well, if it didn't come from him, well, then where'd it come from? I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna blame the devil. We're not gonna do that right now. It don't matter where it came from. I'm going to tell you that. That does matter. It does not matter where it came from. What matters is, is that he can fix it. And though it may be there, listen to me. Though it may be there, though it may have happened, it will turn out for your good. The sickness. It will turn out for your good. The pain, it will turn out for your good. The confusion, it will turn out for your good. Why? Because he said so. And if you will believe that, if you will believe anything else in that Bible, then you have to believe that too. So if you prayed the prayer of salvation today, if you prayed, God, I need you, then trust him. Trust that he's there. Trust that he's working. Trust that he's moving. Trust that just because it looks one way doesn't mean it's going to stay that way. Lord God, I just ask and pray, Father, as we close today, God, I know there are going to be some people today that are going to have questions. There might be some people today that might be frustrated. God, I pray right now that you would meet them. Meet them right where they're at. Meet them right there, right there in the anger, right there in the frustration, right there in the confusion, right there in the depression. Meet them and shed light on the situation. Shed light, truth on the situation. Be with your people be with your people as we leave today. Watch over us and keep us. Help us to remember that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but of spiritual principalities. We pray all this in your son Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you, Facebook, for being with us today. Thank you, everyone. Go and enjoy this wonderful Ohio weather.
we had three, we had three days with three different seasons. Are you kidding me? Summer, spring, and winter. God bless you guys. I love you. Have a wonderful day.